Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Conversations with Ask Ash focuses on people, processes, and outcomes. Ashley dives into everyday conversations around work efficiency, team productivity, and project execution. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Conversations with Ask Ash. If you've been a part of this particular season, you know this is something that is a little bit more unique than what the past episodes have been. You know, we've been talking about systems and processes and, you know, we've been talking about all these different things. But this particular impact season, man, I'm excited because, you know, the times that we are in, um, in terms of just pandemic, post-pandemic, you know, we've had a lot of time for reflection and we've had some times to really start looking at um, what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so this particular season, I'm inviting some of my favorite people on to talk about impact and purpose and how that has made it, how that has made an impact in their lives and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And so I have the pleasure of having one of my longtime friends from way back, well, not really, wait, not not the way, way back, but into the college days, um, we have Yodit Kifle-Smith, and we went to the College of Women Married together. And let me tell you, um, the instant that we connected, and we connected um, through our faith, we connected through uh, Bible studies and church, and then we've just, through different time zones and coasts and whatnot, um, has just touched base and just connected with each other on what has been happening in our lives. And just super excited um, because she's done some really dynamic and impactful work. Yodit, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Ashley, it's such an honor. Thank you so much. And you know, when you were saying way back, Ashley, it's been way back, right? I was like, we're, we're, we're older now, you know, it's been over 10 years. It's crazy crazy to, to, to even to think that, but those were, those were the days, man, our college days and just being able to, to grow in relationship to, yeah, it was just, it was a sweet time just getting to, to know you at that time. And then just to see how our lives have changed and evolved and just where we are now. And so thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really honored. It was one of those where it's funny, we're talking about impact. But it was just like, what have I done that she wants to talk to me about? Like, you know, <laughs> for real, if I'm going to be quite honest, I was like, yeah, you know, because you have some dynamic people on your podcast. So I'm just like, what have I done? What have, you know, and so thank you for helping me confront even that, you know, um, as we talk about impact. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, it's, it's good. This is good because, you know, one of the things, you know, when we were in college, when we were at the College of William Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia, um, a lot of what, you know, the principles that we were talking about service and about how we can serve others and having an impact with our community. So I wanted to know, even from those early in those college days, did you know, you know, when you came to the college exactly either like what you wanted to do? Because, you know, a lot of times we come and we're coming into that academic environment. It's really to we're going to become something. And was that your particular thought process as well? Man, you know, that was a good question. I coming to college, I mean, obviously just being excited to come and it was such a different 
different world from what I was used to, right? Like what I enjoyed about it was just like being exposed to so many things where I was like, oh my goodness, like I didn't even know all the options there were to to be so many different things, right? And so I'm already a person that has a hard time deciding. So yeah, when I came, I did not know exactly what I was going to do. Um, I really did it. And I almost felt very like, because I know people who literally come into school knowing exactly what they want to do. And that was not my story. And so it, it was it was kind of a place where I always feel like this anxiety when people say, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, I up to like even senior year where I mean, well, of course, at that point, you kind of have an idea, but it still felt it wasn't very clear cut for me. You know, I but what I did know when I started to take sociology courses, which then became my major, because that was my first exposure to that itself. And so I'm like, I just knew that people and service was something that I really wanted to do. I just didn't know in what capacity, you know, I thought it would just be directly in the education space. And uh, we'll talk more about just where my journey took me after that. But yeah, I, what I did appreciate was being surrounded like with people like you and so many others where I got to see such beautiful examples of people who love to serve, right? In different ways based on the things that they had passions for. And so I did think that my time at William & Mary and at that point really shaped how I started to view everything else after that because of just the incredible people I was around. You know, you were shaped again, by your environment mm-hmm. and the desire for wanting more and how you were going to do that and inspired, inspired because people were doing that in so many different exactly. capacities. So yeah. take us through, and, and I, I'm very curious to know um, about, you know, oftentimes, you know, we're, like you said, senior year, we're graduating, you know, people are, you know, grad school, or they're going to go to like, you know, have some big fancy job and whatnot. When you were going out into the world, so to speak, starting the new chapter, what was that particular piece looking like? Was that like, were you thinking about, okay, I'm, I have arrived because I'm going to be doing X. So what was, what was that piece like for you? Oh, I'm shaking my head because I'm like, I, I rem- you know, when you remember certain seasons, you remember all the feelings that came with That's it. That's right. Ooh, um, sticking me back. But I will say when I graduated, um, I did not have a job lined up right afterwards, right? So I, that journey of like applying and, and also thinking I was going to be where I thought I would be. I thought I was going to be in another state and I was looking for jobs there and nothing was opening up. Um, so I, I'm not going to lie. I fell into like a little mini depression after school. I was just like, what's my life? Like what I went to a good four year college and I have what's next. Like, I mean, it was, it was a really, really hard season. And, you know, in comparison, some people don't end up finding jobs till a year year later sometimes. I mean, mine was just months, but it just felt very heavy. Um, And it it was even the, the opportunity that I ended up getting, which, you know, when I, when I talk, you'll hear me talk a lot about my faith because that really is what shaped how I view things. So even though it was a hard season, there was a point where I'm like, Lord, like I trust you, but right now right. my unbelief, because I'm just like, where, where is this? Where are the opportunities? So by just divine, just in the sovereignty, just people that I knew presented this opportunity for me that would move me to New Jersey and have me doing this one year, what I thought would be one year internship at Johnson and Johnson. It wasn't even in my radar because the only thing I knew about Johnson and Johnson, as most people were like, oh, that baby company or that baby yeah. company? Yeah, <laughs> that's like, it. What am I going to... So, I mean, that was such a divine, divine thing, right? Like, there were people that did had no idea that it would be what it ended up being. 
Um, but that opportunity was presented to me. Um, so literally out of the hundreds of jobs I applied to, uh, the one that I never applied to came wow. to me. You know, the opportunity came um, through just, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily what you know. It's people who know you that can vouch for you and say, I think this would be a good opportunity. That's that's just my story. And I'm grateful for it. And so I um, ended up getting a, an internship within our within the corporate philanthropy space. And again, opened me up to a world that didn't really know, I didn't know anything about. And so I thought it was a one year thing. Um, but the Lord's like, ha ha, you know, and ended up being a seven year, seven wow. year uh, um, journey there. But in those were very formative years for me when it comes to understanding impact, when it came to understanding my gifts and the, the things that God had given me that I did not even know I had um, until I lived out certain things where it caused me to say, wow, I have this gift. And I'm going to use it. And so that really, that season in New Jersey and being there was really the journey for me with learning how to say yes to God, learning how to get an idea, pray, and then just act on it and just see the impact that it made. Um, but it was also a journey of just learning what impact really meant, right? Because for me, and I feel like, I, I think you would agree with me, a lot of the rhetoric around impact has often been about, you can change the world. Correct, yeah. Right, you can, so yeah. I mean, we get, we, we dream big, but then the confusion is just like, well, I'm not changing the world yet. So that means my life is not really making an impact yet. So I had to unlearn, like the world is not the world. The world is a world in which God has put me in at this very moment. Wow. Yeah. Can make an impact where I am. Um, and so my journey has, has evolved with understanding that, but yeah, so that, that was my journey in regards to just coming out of school, being put in a position that I didn't even look for learning, dealing with imposter syndrome, which is a whole other conversation. Sure. You know, all those things, learning my gifts, learning what I did not like, you know, oftentimes when I talked about J&J, most people are like, oh, wow, cool. But realizing then had had to speak up for myself. And I mean, that and stuff was a journey. Um, but it's a lesson. Yeah, that, so that's mm-hmm. very many, many lessons, um, a topic for another day. But yeah, so that that's my journey in regards to after college and then finding what I, you know, I wouldn't have called it a career because even then I was like, is this what I really want to do? You know, and sometimes I've learned that God gives you the things that you prayed for. Because I remember I was like, I want a corporate job. I did not think that I would, but I was just like, I went to a good school. I want that corporate, you know, and I think the Lord granted it, but I think looking back, he granted it so that he would show me that wouldn't fulfill me the way that I thought it would fulfill me. No example of understanding, okay, this is what I think that I want. This is like where the direction is. But did you start like you have that wandering eye? Like maybe like you're in Target, you know, you're putting stuff in the in the basket, but then you're like, what's that thing over there? Yeah, is yeah. It, did your eyes start wandering or the thoughts start building on? Is there something else that's out there for me? Did you start to think that as you are working and as you are as the as the years are actually going by? Yeah, yeah. I I would say that obviously when you first step into something, there's just that bright eyed, bright eyed. You know, you're just learning, you're processing, you're trying to see how do I do this, how do I learn this and then so there are things that you learn like yeah this is not what I want to be doing for the rest of my life probably because then you realize people that work there and you're just like well like this is not no that's not the life I want (laughs) you know um, but for me, yeah, as I was ex- being exposed to more things, I realized like my eyes were wandering, wandering in the sense of like, I realized like the corporate structure was just not me, you know, like yep. the creativity that I had that 
felt a little bottled and like couldn't get out. Certain, just certain ways of thinking just did not fit like the cookie cutter of corporate. And so while I think the experiences I had there opened me up to a world, literally the world, um, being able to travel, being able to see the incredible impact that this company was having, giving, you know, just all those things, it really made me see like, I know what I don't want. I don't know what I, I know what I, where I don't want to stay. But I also see where my heart like beats a little faster for the, this kind of work. And so, um, but then at the end of the day too, as you know, ministry is a big part of my life too. And so, and not just confines to just like within the church, like church building, but just more so certain passions that the Lord was bringing in that stage of my life that I realized, like, I realized that the skills I was honing at the corporation was going to be super helpful for these other passions that God was birthing inside of me during that time. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's so incredible because, you know, you're on this journey and you, like, you're building these skills, but then at the same time, because I just believe it in terms of being exposure, environment, Mm -hmm. you just started growing, right? And as, and God starts revealing to you, you know, hey, I want, I'm kind of, I'm turning your attention in your heart mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, Disturb to Deliver um, and that particular season of building um, that or- organization, you know, did you find yourself like, in the middle of the night, you know, waking up and saying like, you know, this is, this is, this is it. Like this is, yeah. you know, this is my next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So Disturb to Deliver. So, you know, this is a, a ministry that deals specifically with bringing awareness to human trafficking. Uh, uh, that actually started at William and Mary. My eyes were open when I studied abroad. And so, yeah. you know, that was mm-hmm. when I remember my junior year study abroad, seeing what I now know to be like, these, these girls were traffic, you know, like, and so mm. my own, so my, I was, my exposure was there. And I was just like, wow. I remember just thinking, Lord, I want to come back to Spain and open a shelter. Like me and a, a friend of mine that went to school, went to the program, would say these things. And then it was like, then, you know, two years later when I moved to Jersey and then a good friend of mine whom you know, Ashley, Becky, um, yeah. when she and I became close friends and I, I was just telling her my heart and she was already working in a space that was actually being trained on how to understand women who might've been trafficked. And so yes. literally that journey of like, wow, like it was almost like she was part of that, like what God revealed to me in regards to just like the passion he gave me. Part of that was then meeting Becky and then it becoming something that we both ended up doing together and really having a heart to stir people up to, to care, to pray, to raise funds. And so that journey um yeah was something that like god really showed me what it means to just pay attention to certain things that you know that are stirred in you um, but also just to be patient with it right and then at a certain time where god allowed certain pieces to come together where then we're like wow this is what we're going to do with it you know and now we're in a season where we're both you know we're not in the same state we so like learning even with certain things that god gives you to do for a certain season learning to then okay that was for a season for what it is and like and we you may pick it back up in another season, but not to think that your impact was in vain because it's not something that has longevity the way that you thought it would. And, and I and I think what's so well good about what you said is in terms of when God's turning your attention to something. And I know for myself, you know, asking God, trying to hear, I'm like, you know, but where's the, you know, the fifth step, you know, where's, where's all the, where's all the turns, you know what I'm saying? And so even, even in the, the season of where is this headed? 
what were you just focused on just the next step or were you just like, okay, Lord, you know, we have, you know, we got this ministry, you know, you're telling me, you know, what, what were you in terms of being prayerful about it and, and then how you were taking action um, in that particular season? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, when, when I moved back to Virginia, she was still in Jersey and, you know, it was one of those, okay, like we'll figure out how to maybe make this work while we're in different states. Um, but in, in that time where it's just like, what do we do it? I did find myself praying and just saying like to not be discouraged to not think like oh no was this mm. really something that you told me to do you know? versus like wow Lord, what is it going to look like in this season and what's so crazy right in this season of my life I'm in California I'm involved in my church and I remember it, the, the the desire to bring awareness never went away and so um, while it did not look like disturbed to deliver and the things that we were doing while we were in New Jersey now the Lord has me in a church where when I've shared that I have a desire for the body of Christ to really be passionate or to, to for you know for us to be aware about this and for us to be involved in our community. Now I'm in a season where a pastor is like, okay, well, you have this desire, let's start up a ministry here and you lead it kind of thing, right? So now I'm in a local church context helping lead this this ministry to bring awareness to human trafficking. Wow. Right. And to stir the ones who do have that that desire to learn because not everybody in the church is going to be on the same page of regards to like being called to this but so now God has kind of like shifted me to be more locally focused within my own body and in our own community uh, whereas Disturbed to Deliver was kind of like a very um, I would say parachurch where we try to get different churches involved and more of like a whole region to be involved so yeah I mean prayer was one um, and when I faced discouragements God would just kind of send little things my way that would just remind me like no this is this is still something that I've called you to do, um, and it's going to look different in different contexts. Incredible, incredible um, to be able to see in those seasons, right? About you know, here's the one vantage point of like mm-hmm. how of, of how it worked years back, but then also putting you in another position, right? Same yeah. scope, but then just a different angle with that. Yeah. You know, I, I love the fact that um, in terms of how you, you know, how you always love to share the word of God, whether that, you know, back in college or, you know, and just how you also translate it online, you know, following you on Twitter and everything. Um, when you started within, mm-hmm. you did, were you starting that because you wanted to connect more women together and have, you know, as far as in, in more bonds as, as women of God, was that, was that part of what you were starting within for? Yeah. Yeah. So within started my, like my, actually within came before D- Disturbed to Deliver and within came just, I love to write, right? So I just, I yeah. love to write, so I love to write devotionals. And so uh, I thought, how cool would it be just to be able to send these daily devotionals but then connect different sisters in different parts of really people that I knew that were in different states. Because when I moved to Jersey, I, I didn't know anybody when I first moved. So I was like, it'd be so awesome just to have this online space where we can encourage each other, where we can, mm-hmm. um, you know, learn about God, have resources. So I, yeah, it, it literally, I remember sharing it with a friend and one of my friends, one of my guy friends, was just like, let me help you. So like, and he was into just kind of visions and like helping people, you know, bring their visions to life. And so, yeah, I mean, it was exciting. It was one of those things that just kind of dropped on my heart because I did have a desire to connect 
connect women um, and just to, you know, truly understand sisterhood. And so it started online in that season, right? Because I didn't know many women there yet. And then the more that I got connected to women within my local context, it started to become a very on the grounds thing, right? So Bible studies, retreat, like yeah. things that constantly connected women. I saw what it means to have like godly sisterhood and friendships. Um, and so in the same way that I mentioned with D2D, with Deserve to Deliver, um, it within us had its own um, evolution, I guess. And what it is now is different from what it was before, because now I'm in a context too, where I don't know a lot of people here. So it's really like, it's become more back to online. But the one thing I would say with within, which God taught me about impact was I remember being discouraged when I first started it. Because in my mind, again, you're thought to just dream big, right? You just thought everything you start has to be like, it's going to reach hundreds and hundreds of of women. And when I first started and it was like, and I was writing these daily devotionals, right? And I will never forget. I mean, there's certain points in my life where I have these like audible voices that transform how I think. And I remember being discouraged because it felt like there was not as many women as I thought would be on by this certain time. And I remember the Lord literally just a whisper of like, even if it's just one, one sister that, that is reading these devotionals, right? Like you're writing for thousands. So it was that moment where it's like, where then I realized, okay, that, that's what it means to have impact like because that, that's being faithful right I don't need to have hundreds of women on there to be faithful because literally I can believe that one person reading it that can have huge impact in their life you know so that was when the Lord started to get to draw my heart of course you go through journeys of like being discouraged you're like it's not many people but it was in that moment where God really just started to really shift my perspective about impact and what it means to really think highly of the ones and fast forward Forward, what is it? That was 20, 2010. We are in 2021. Yeah. yeah. And now here I am continuing to do uh, within. And then now here I am finally recognizing, like so I've started what's called Call to the Ones that mm. the Lord started for me back when, you know, my journey of like how he's also always shown me that it was never about masses. It was all about depth um, and just, you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going on, but it's been a journey, actually. It's been a journey. And I don't even think I've made it because I still get discouraged at times, but that's when I have to rehearse the truth, right? What about what impact means? Yeah. Rehearsing the truth to what impact means. That's, that's absolutely it. Called to the ones. What is that? Is it, you know, yeah, you taking me out with that title. Call is it called to the one or called to the ones? Called to the ones. Yeah. Call, so, yeah. um, so a cup back, like last year, I was dealing with my own kind of like saying, like, am I making an impact? Like literally, Lord, literally, that was the cry in my heart. What am I? Am yeah. I being used? Am I making an impact? And mm. that was literally the cry of my heart. And I was praying and I was reading um in First Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is talking about his ministry and um how he talks about like I'm not looking to, you know, God has given me a sphere like an influence sphere of influence in this. I'm not looking to another person's sphere of influence. I'm gonna be faithful to mine. And as I was reading that, literally while I was praying and crying, like literally I was crying out to God. I just I heard the words, Yo deep, you're called to the ones, not the masses. You're called to the ones, not the masses. And that when I tell you like that completely just I don't know, it just did something in my heart and it was just for me and yeah. I wrote it down and that was like again last year so fast forward back in January 
a sister of mine, like a little sister of mine that was making t-shirts. I said, can you just make me a shirt with this? This is, I need, I need to wear this. I need to just, I just need to have it for me because that's what the Lord said to my heart. It's encouraged me. And so she's like, yeah. And then when I thought about it, I was just like, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe when I do wear and share it, perhaps people will resonate. Perhaps this is a way just to help people understand like, yeah, some of us may all like have these platforms, but we're, we're still called to the ones. Like who are the people in front of us right now? How are we impacting them in this moment? Because whether or not you have a million followers, that is not necessarily impact. Like, and, and that can never be at the neglect of like how you treat the people right in front of you. That's right. And so, so it just kind of rolled out like that. Like she made me some shirts and I was like, yo, like maybe, maybe people might resonate with it. So I, more than just a t-shirt and special, you know, more than that, it was really about this message about impact. Impact is about faithfulness. Impact, um, it's not about numbers. It's not about just, yes, we, you know, you can measure things, but the way that we measure actual impact is not about 1,000 people versus like what it does for the one. And so um, it's really just, a, it's really about impact. I mean, it's just really about how to shift, go against the grain of what society makes us feel like because I have a small following, that means I'm not making an impact. And, and so you you learn how to see your 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 life's impact based on numbers. Um, right. And that's just not how God God calls us. He calls us to be faithful and he calls us to bear fruit with every with everything that we we've been given. And so yeah, so it's just a message about proximity instead of platforms. Um, you know, about depth instead of just width and thinking like it has to be this versus like how do I go deep where I am now with people. Um, it's about relationships, not and not feeling like my impact is based because we live in a world right now, social media is such a big part of our day to day. And we can certainly use social media for, for, for good, but we have to make sure that it doesn't use us and, and make us feel like we have less of an impact as a person who may have thousands of followers. Like I, I, how do I steward it properly? And so that, that is what call to the ones is about. And so, yeah. And, and I'm not knocking people who are called to bigger platforms. Absolutely. Like, yeah, God gives us different spheres of influence. I think the main thing is how do I, how do I make impact where I am? And how do I not like, you know, some people can have millions millions of people following them, listening to them, but don't even know how to treat people that are yes. right in front of them. Right. That's you right. Know? And we know, we know that to be true. So it's like, those are the moments that matter more than just what I'm spilling, you know, what I'm sharing with people that don't even know me. Right. <laughs> like, right. No, no, I totally, no, I totally get what you said. I, I love the fact you talked about being fruitful. Can you break mm-hmm. that down in sort of like being fruitful? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, as believers, you know, as faith, just like we're called to bear fruit, right? Like we're called to actually like live our lives in a way that produces, we think about fruit, just the analogy of fruit. It's, um, it's nutritious, right? I mean, they, they provide nutrients for others. Like, so the things that we're doing is bringing, um, not just first and foremost, bringing glory to God, but it's, it's impacting people. It's caught, it's, it's nourishing people, I guess. Like that's how I see it too, you know? And so what am I doing with my life? So how am I, how am I being faithful with what God has given me? And that really is like, how do I steward my life? How do I steward my time? How do I steward my resources? How do I um, steward just even the personality he's given me? Because all of that plays into how I can make an impact where I am in that moment. So, or where I am in my life in this season, rather than always thinking it has to be the the next thing, you know, when I get to this place, I can actually make a real impact. So yeah, bearing food is just living life and like, and not just producing things, but just by, you know, we know the food is spirit, patience, love, peace. You know, how am I exhibiting these kinds of things with the people I come across? 
Yes. And the in the way that I do whatever I do. I think that's super important in terms of where you're planted. Yes. Um, and you're talking about that or, you know, earlier about where you're planted and seeing, okay, for this particular season, what it, God, what are you trying to right. teach me? Yeah. You know, where, where it is, where is it that you, you're, you're trying to take me? And so do you find yourself, you know, in this season, um, in terms of, you know, call to the ones, um, and then also you had mentioned, or I've seen say it, um, say it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so are you finding yourself in this season of, you know, I, you know, teaching, you know, you're, at, you know, you're bringing, you know, you're, you know, teaching the word, um, you're, you're having, you know, ministry, you know, is this, this particular, you know, season that you're in this yeah. aspect of, you know, where I'm planted. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm just in a season where, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer that to not be confined by lanes, like mm-hmm. I'm just, I think we are multifaceted people who have yep. a variety of different gifts. And I am such a big believer on using your gifts in whatever way, for whatever season. So yeah, we we may have a, a bunch of things. And sometimes in this season, I'm going to focus on this, you know, in this season, I'm going to focus on that. And so we can be overwhelmed because you're like, I want to do it all at the same time. So just that, that that's on how you live. I mean, your life. And I'm in this season right now where there's flexibility, right? There's ability to give myself over to the things I love with teaching the word, giving myself over. So say it forward, I work with, it's not my organization. It's, it's actually a mentor of mine's who used to, used to be my mentor at Johnson and Johnson. And she's created a fl- platform for women and girls and, and sharing stories and the, the power of our stories. And so I've been helped. I've been working with her for four years now, but that's a sphere where, you know, that that's my work as well. A lot of the, the things I do is just ministry. It's like I have the overflow, but I realized like I have the time in this season. So I want to maximize it. Not that I have to do everything, but just like I have the time. So I'm using my gifts with just being able to, um, yeah, whether it's teaching, whether it's called to the ones, like my thing is use your gifts. And at any time where the Lord says, okay, put this down for right now, put it down. So I don't, I don't necessarily go into something always thinking that it has to have longevity because I'm not looking for longevity to, to bear witness on my impact. I'm just like, right now, this is what I've been given to do. I'm going to give it. If the Lord says, drop it, focus on this, do it. Like, you know, it's funny, but it's funny how we're, we're trained to think, right? So over this weekend, I had a chance to dabble in some art and I posted it on Facebook (laughs) and I I had a couple of people say you're gonna start an Etsy shop with this like are you basically like are you gonna monetize you know and I'm just like yeah but it's so funny how we we've 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 learned to think that every gift we have has to be monetized or has to be platform and yeah like no I just I just want to make art and I'm just dabbling I'm not even good (laughs) this is like just fun but that's what we're trained to think. How can you, how can you monetize it? How can you, whatever. And it's like, and I get it, but it's just like, how do we realize like impact doesn't have to just be with the things that you monetize. It can be just by living, like just by your mere existence. And that, that's kind of what I want to touch on with even purpose and calling, because a lot of us think that like we find purpose. And I'm, I'm just a firm believer that we don't, we don't find purpose just because if I find it, that means at some point I may lose it. And I don't wow. believe, I don't believe that. I, I believe that we are in essence, just purpose by, by mere virtue of just being created by the, by the creator as image bearers. We are, we are purpose. And what happens with our lives is we're able to live in a way that helps us understand how to give of ourselves, how to give of ourselves as purpose to the things that we're called to. 
And so I always say like, if I just think purpose is just about doing, 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 then God forbid, if I lose all sense of ability to write, to move, does that mean my purpose ceases? And that's not true, right? We've all been called to many things, right? We've, we've been called to love. We've been called to serve. We've been called to give. We've been called to receive. We've been called to many things, but the purposes for the season may look different. And so I, I if anyone's listening, I, I just want to encourage whoever that you by mere by your mere existence, um, whether you believe in God or not, you, there you have been created, right? And and right, so you've been created. So you, by breathing, you are breathing purpose, right? And so it's like you gotta now. I think there's a work where we can learn ourselves more. So we're like, wow, I'm gifted at this. And sometimes it helps when people affirm certain things about us. Man, I see that you're gifted at that. And that's, I believe, part of walking in being purpose is that people can affirm and con- not just affirm, but confirm what you have so that you're not just living right. by the affirmation, but you know these things to be true about you. And then you can say in this season, I realize, like, yeah, I have this gift to do this. Let me let me serve. What resources do I have? What can I bring to this place right now? Um, so, yeah. No, no, that's good. Um, because. Because there is this obsession, and I would say just with understanding, right? Purpose, calling, Mm -hmm. like the gifts piece of it, right? And I love the fact that, you know, you've you've broken that down because I thought that for the longest time, that purpose was just like this one thing or Mm -hmm. it is the destination. And so I was taken out when I I discovered... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is that it wasn't um and and thank god you know just for perspective and teachings and um you know the phenomenal woman of god pastor um pastor um Issy benedicta so she's you know powerful and she has a great ministry and um and so she was able to break that down right yeah. in this aspect and so it 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 resonated with me about this season yeah. you know um you know but not necessarily that i'm i'm running to it right and you can run after purpose in terms of chasing, right? In terms of how God wants right. you to be. But no, but me thinking that I've landed, like right. here's the here's right. the pinpoint, like here's the map. And you know, that that's that's the plane I need to get on, you right. know, you know, for purpose. So I think that was powerful, really, really powerful about how how you position that. So I'm I'm curious even to know um in ter- in terms of like our day to day you know yeah, um yeah. I think that one of the things that had was pre- impressed upon me was just even not just thinking about like the opportunity of of having impact but just like like you said the daily the relational piece mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. you know how has you know in terms of you know COVID and restrictions and now things opening back up you know how do you think just in terms of what it is that we all need to be doing, you know, just in terms of building relationship and how we just need to, in terms of attitude and posture and, you know, and those types of things, what are some things that we need to be doing? Yeah. I think that the posture piece is so important. I think that um, if if there's anything that we've learned in this season, right, it's life is fragile, right? Um, Life is truly here today and sometimes gone today. Like, it's just, you know, that's the one thing that we've learned, like life is precious. um, And, what am I doing with the time I've been given Um, in the sense of just, so my, my, you know, I, I don't know. Time is not promised. Like, right. We're not promised tomorrow. So it's sometimes, like you said, 
you're constantly living for what is to come and you completely are missing out on just what is. And so, and I'm not saying that we don't go through seasons where it feels a lot drier than other seasons. Like I've been in plenty of those seasons where it's just like, what do I do in this season? Right. And so, and, um, but the reality is like, there are people who feel like there is nothing in the season to live for. Right. And so it's like, or nothing to do. And so it's like every day you are hopefully around people, right? If you are, if you, whether I mean, COVID, obviously some of us, we've not been able to see people, but it's just, how do I live with an intentionality? Because more than just people, you know, especially as a believer, to me, it's like my, my per, part of being the essence of purpose, right? Because of God is that my life is to glorify God, not just with what I do, right? Because there are many people who may, who may not be able to do. If my, my idea of impact is just about doing, then that means, and that, that just can't be God's truth because then there are people who are not capable of doing. So what is that like great equalizer? And so th- that posture piece is so important because it's like, I think the first thing that I, the posture that I want to live with that I'm constantly reminding myself that makes an impact is gratitude. And it seems like very simple, very simple. Like it's not even that deep. But gratitude makes a huge difference. Gratitude is one of those postures that honestly has bearing, like it has a ripple effect on the people who are in front of you. Just because you're a grateful person, just because you choose to to be grateful for just life itself. The little things, right? I've I've learned um, how to be grateful for the mundane things. And to me, that spills over to then the things that I think are a little more than mundane, you know? So it's like gratitude is very important. Um, Also just asking like, what? have I been given in this season um in, in this moment in this moment because sometimes the things I'm I have that I may be capable of doing but right now in this season I'm not you know sometimes as a writer I love to write but man certain seasons there is nothing for me to write <laughs> like I have nothing to write and so I can't be I can't be so like discouraged by that that I feel like now I'm purposeless like now what do I do like who am I if I if I'm not writing you know so it's asking in this season what what is what has God stirred in me or if it's if it's very dry it's like how how do I how do I remain grateful and how do I just do the very next thing you know to, to make impact so impact is not just about like having to know that you made an impact <laughs> like sometimes we think like I can only know I made an impact unless I'm told that I've been, that I've made an impact. Like, right. So I know many people who say just by you being here, like that, that has made an impact on my life. So what does it mean to say, perhaps my impact for this season is just my presence in someone else's life, not necessarily having to do something for someone, um, relate like, well, financially, like what are resources that I may have in this season that I can be, I can be, you know, um, giving, um, to, to people in my life or to certain things that I really believe in, um, but really, how am I treating my neighbor? Like, I, you know, if I go out to work, if I'm seeing people, how am I being intentional about the words that I'm speaking? You know, like, like those, all those things matter. I mean, it's not necessarily, it's, it's so impact sometimes is so hidden. It's, it's not always just in your face. I'm making an impact. It's just sometimes by you just, just being, being present. You know, I know there are times where I've had horrible days where I just feel like, oh, like what is life? But I may get a phone call and just my mirror, like listening to a person talking about something that I feel like, you know, I'm having my bad day, but this person is maybe talking and that, that made an impact on their life. You know, I just, I think if we just, li- if we live our lives thinking like we have to measure our impact constantly, I think that we lose the joy of just living and making an impact. So, um, yeah, I think those, qu- again, gratitude, asking what have I been given this day? Um, 
and sometimes there's really, there is intentionality, I would say. Intentionality is just a big part. So sometimes it is, who is that one person I can text today? Like literally, who is that one person I can text and just encourage? Like I'm all about one. Like I I, I am so, because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. I, I, I'm all about who is that one I can do something for today. And for me, that might just be for my husband. Like, okay, how can I encourage him today? That's right. Or, uh, how can I just, you know, so it's like, who are the people in your sphere in this moment? Um, Cause you know what? The reality is we spend a lot of time trying to impact people that will never really know us on social media. So we, we exhaust our whole energy on just literally thinking of captions, thinking of all these things for people that don't really know us, like meaning they're people that matter, but, but then we completely like neglect the very people that live with us. The people that we actually interact with on a day to day because we're thinking that's more impactful. So, um, yeah. Yeah. We have to reshape that. We have to reshape mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, uh, you deep, this, um, has been such the fruitful conversation. Um, and so I wanted, I want to specifically know where, where can people stay connected with you? Um, uh, where can people, uh, you know, connect with you in terms of ministry, in terms of, of, of the work that you are, yeah. that you're called to do? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram and on Instagram, like under my profile link, there's, you know, the link tree kind of thing where you can get to see the, the various things that I'm involved with. And then on, so I feel like different spheres of social media allows you to kind of engage in different ways. So I'm also yeah. on Twitter. So Twitter is a different sphere for me. So I engage differently on there um, than I do on Instagram because it's just different. But yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Yodit. I, you know, someone's like, just Yodit. Like, I was like, yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah. I guess I was the first Yodi to join in. You may have been. See? Straight up just Yodi, um, Y O D I T. And then on yes. Twitter, um, you, you funny story, Ashley, but Brick, uh, Brick remember Brick? Yes, Brick, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me the name Yo Breezy when I first, jo- when I first got on Twitter <laughs> in 2008. And I have it. So you can find me at Yo Breezy on yes. Twitter. Come on yeah. now. At your breezy, I love I that. <laughs> That's so good. Brick Ben, probably like I don't use that name anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I love that. So we're gonna have all of your deets information in the show notes. Connect with her. Um, like you said, she's out there. She's responsive and everything. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast uh, today, Yodi. This has just been awesome. Just awesome. Thank you. This is it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to conversations with, with Ask Ash, and we'll be back for another awesome episode, and we'll talk soon and you guys take care thank you for listening to conversations with ask ash please be sure to subscribe leave a five-star review and follow ashley on social media at ashley schuler underscore that's a-s-h-l-e-y-s-h-u-l-e-r underscore